Hey everyone, welcome to the new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to incredible individuals who ditched the norm to follow their passions and found their purpose along the way. I am so delighted to have our next guest today, Karen Gilfrey. Karen is a personal friend of mine, so I am so happy to introduce her to all of you. She is a graduate of Juilliard School and started her career as a professional opera singer. Karen became a voice actor after leaving a successful career as an opera singer and needing a new career that allowed her to work remotely. Since becoming a voice actor, Karen has appeared in television commercials, including Disney, Zulily.com, and much more. Hey, Karen, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am great. For those of uh, people who don't know what you do and what your story is, can you give us a little bit of your background and why you have an offbeat life? Sure thing. Um, so I started out as an opera singer. <laughs> um, I got a degree from USC and from Juilliard um, in opera singing. And then I kind of went out into the world of opera and I was working in that for a long time. Um, but I was just not really doing as well as I wanted to. And I wasn't getting enough work doing that. And it just became so stressful. Opera is like you know, ballet. It's so technical and it's so nerve wracking when you're doing it. It was just making me stressed out. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I decided I wanted to do something else. And, um, I thought to myself, what is the one thing that I've always wanted to be? Oh, I know a Disney princess. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought, okay, how does one become a Disney princess? Well, you have to be a voice actor. So um, how does one become a voice actor? A voice actor, of course, is somebody who they just use their voice for acting. So they do cartoons, video games, commercials, stuff like that. So I had a friend who was um, in audiobooks, and I thought, oh, that might be something interesting for me to do. So I built my own kind of makeshift home studio out of some couch pillows and a microphone that I bought and some headphones. And I just kind of started, um, I don't know, doing it. And now I make my living only as a voice actor. I still do like maybe one singing gig a year, but, but I absolutely love it. And I work from home and, um, I have my own like more professional home studio now and yeah, so I don't know. It's great. It's that's, a good life. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, from going from an opera singer to an, uh, a voice actor, that's incredible. Was there any specific event in your life that led to that besides wanting to be a, a Disney princess? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time I was married... And my ex-husband was also an opera singer. And it was really kind of difficult to have two opera singers in the house. He had um, what's called a fest contract with the Zurich Opera, which meant that he was, this is very rare in opera, but he was a part of a company and on a salary. Usually you're just a freelancer. And I actually gave up my salaried job 
as part of the Young Artist Program with the LA Opera to move to Switzerland to be with him. Wow. And um, so it was it was really challenging because he was working all the time and because I had given up essentially a year of work to move to Switzerland and, and be there with him, I didn't have any jobs lined up for that year. So I was I was really and opera's booked really far in advance. So um I was really like kind of bored and I needed a way I was there on a spouse visa mm-hmm. and I couldn't work in the country. Yeah. So I had to find a way to work in the States remotely. So this was one way that I could work remotely. (laughs) Which most people listening to this will probably envy you for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it, it ended up, it ended up being really great because he had his thing and then I ended up having this whole other career that he was not a part of mm-hmm. that was really my own, which which just made me feel very confident and capable and more like myself than I think I have in other jobs. Um, and then when we finally separated and I and I moved to New York, I had my own thing. You know, I was doing it myself and I didn't need... I don't know. I didn't need anybody or anything, and I didn't need him to. I don't know to, to help support, support you. Me. Yeah, exactly. Because, because mm-hmm. yeah, because that's how that's how I I initially started doing this. Because when you're a voice actor, you don't really make a lot of money mm-hmm. when you're starting out in any industry. Yeah. When you start out, you don't make a lot of money. So he had that salaried position, which made it possible for me to start a career and really not make almost any money for like about seven months. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really amazing. I mean, you know, that for, for a lot of people, that's really what we want is to find something that makes us really happy and complete. And for you to find that, um, when, when you're at a time and a place where you didn't really have something is incredible. And to, to go forward with that, that's, that's amazing. Now, how do you stay inspired and motivated and focused and not get distracted from your main goals? Um, because that can really be easy to do, right? Especially when you're just starting out and you're not getting um, enough clients or you're not getting hired. How do you stay focused? Yeah. What's great about this job is that there's always something to do. There are always auditions. I mean, like I said, I audition so much every day. Um, and if I'm not doing anything, it's because I've chosen not to do anything. (laughs) You know, it's like I, I could be updating my website. I could be sending out auditions for jobs that don't pay very much, but it's, you know, a hundred dollars is better than no dollars Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, if I'm in that place. But now that I work from home, I have to, I have to just force myself to sit down and work. And that is, that is the, that is the best thing that I've learned in this whole journey is you have to just make yourself sit down and do it. And the other thing that I've learned is it's better to do it now than to do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like in every instance. <laughs> because procrastination is everyone's worst enemy. <laughs> right, right. And I'm and I have been in my life a total procrastinator. But one thing that I found is that clients love it when you um 
when you get things finished and turned into them quickly and Mm -hmm. they hire you again because they know that you're going to be fast. Yeah. In any industry, you have to really figure out the best ways to market yourself or market your product. And, um, and as many different ways as you can do that, it, it will benefit you. Yeah, definitely. Just to differentiate yourself, because I'm sure a lot of people are procrastinators. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you deal with setbacks and failures? Um, it's really interesting in this job because, uh, like I said, I do like between five and 30 auditions a day. So that's like, I don't even know how many auditions that is in a year, but let's just say I had an audition ticker once that kept track of all the auditions that I was sending. And on the day that I had sent my thousandth audition since I started counting, I thought, okay, so how many of these auditions are jobs that I booked? And out of a thousand auditions, there were maybe like less than a hundred, maybe 70, maybe 70 jobs that I booked out of a thousand auditions. Yeah. And, um, but in those 70 jobs were really amazing things. Like I, I became the spokes voice for Zulily.com and I did some cool like commercials for Disney toys. And, um, I was the voice of the SAT test prep and like some really cool things and audiobooks and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just kind of have to, for me, you just kind of have to take it in stride and, and just keep going. If it's what you, if it's what you want to do, you just have to keep going and know that, Um, the thing that separates the people who make it from the people who don't make it is just persistence. Yeah. (laughs) It's like talent has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, it can maybe, I think talent can help you along in the beginning and then you might be one of the few lucky people that like gets discovered and all of a sudden you're a star and everybody wants to hire you for whatever it is that you're doing. But but for everybody else, which is most people, you just have to keep going. Yeah. And, you know, five months from now, you have five more months experience than somebody who quit five months ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right now, especially, I think a lot of people are really into instant gratification and, mm-hmm. um, we give up very easily because we don't get what we want right away. And let's, let's just emphasize the fact that you had over a thousand interviews or auditions, auditions yeah. that you had. And from that, you said about what, a hundred or 70 of it. So right. you worked your butt off <laughs> and it did not come overnight as what most people will think <laughs> yeah. when they see you doing so well and doing all of these amazing commercials. So it's just like you said, it's definitely persistence so far. I mean, you've already achieved so much, but what's the biggest achievement that um, has come your way to, you know, to this day and how did you celebrate? My, the most fun professional experience that I've ever had in my life mm-hmm. kind of combined everything that I've done in my whole life, which is opera singing and audiobooks. <laughs> and that was, this is a funny story, actually. When I was first doing audiobooks, I um, was in a hotel and I had a, 
I had a 15 minute deadline. I had my recording set up with me and I just needed to record 15 minutes. So I went into the hotel closet and I accidentally locked myself in the closet (laughs) and I couldn't get out. And my computer was on the outside of the closet door, so I couldn't stop the recording that was going. So I had this whole like (laughs) 30 minute long recording of me trapped in the closet and everything that happened while I was in the closet. (laughs) So I, so, so I decided to pitch that story to this American life, Mm -hmm. which is a podcast that I, a podcast radio show that I absolutely love. Yeah. And, um, and they loved the story. And they decided to put it on their show. So when I went to um, have my interview with Ira Glass and team, we were in there and like we we're getting along and it was all fun and great. And then he was like, you know, actually, we have this live show coming up mm-hmm. at BAM. And um, what would you say if like we wanted to turn this story into an opera? Oh, my God. <laughs> So I was like, I would say that's an amazing idea and we should absolutely do it. So Ira Glass, Ira Glass is related to Philip Glass, Mm -hmm. um, the famous composer. And so Philip Glass wrote me an aria. Oh my God. I got to hire, I know I got to hire like 12 of my friends to all be part of the story. This, um, amazing young composer named Matt O'Coin wrote the rest of the opera Mm -hmm. and we performed a 20 minute opera (laughs) on this American life. And it was so, so fun. It was really like one of the most fun things that's ever happened to me. I mean, I'm standing on stage at BAM and Ira Glass is like saying my name over and over again. And, um, and my friends are singing about me and the time I got trapped in the closet. It was great. I can't believe you have an opera. written about and, you and, and, I, and I <laughs> being so stuck excited. in the closet <laughs> me in the closet <laughs> that's incredible uh, I know. Oh. what's actually what's interesting what's interesting though is that there was a picture that I drew of me like basically as a stick figure mm-hmm. walking out of this door that had a staircase in in front of it and like coming out with my arms outstretched yeah I drew that picture maybe, I don't know, four months before anything happened with This American Life. Mm -hmm. And on the day that we were staging it, they brought me in and there was a door on top of a staircase. Oh, and I also drew myself wearing a blue dress in my journal. There was a door on top of a staircase and I was supposed to stand in front of the door on the staircase. (laughs) And then at one point, Ira Glass was directing and he was like, okay, so when you come out of the closet, I want you to make your arms outstretched. Oh my God. And I did this motion and I realized that it was exactly the thing that I had drawn in my journal like five months before. That's power of visualization for you. I know. (laughs) And I was wearing a blue dress. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. All right, everybody do visualizations and put yourself right? in stick figures as well. So weird. <laughs> it, doesn't, so weird. it doesn't have to be actual pictures. Just draw yourself in stick figures. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But I feel like being creative in that way is somehow, I don't know, it's like somehow powerful. It is because you're putting your energy and your passion and your love into it. And if you just keep going towards that, it'll 
you know, somehow happened may not be where you thought it would be. Like you being stuck in a closet and all of a sudden you have an <laughs> opera <laughs> being written about you, you know, know. those happy accidents that happen. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew this would I happen, mean, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you achieve big goals like this, how I mean, does it actually make you happy? I know we all have these goals that we want to reach in our life and we think it's going to make us happy. Did it make you happy when you experience things like this? If you take time in your life to just be grateful for wherever you are in life, whatever you're doing, you will feel happy. I think that having gratitude is, is the key to happiness. I, so now I am newly married mm-hmm. again yes. to an awesome, awesome person. Yes. And we're having a baby who's going to come out in like the next four, three, four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and I was just sitting, I, I have a two bedroom apartment in New York mm-hmm. that I pay for myself mm-hmm. with my voice, mm-hmm. which is like just incredible. incredible to me. Yeah. And I was sitting in the baby's room the other night and just looking around at all of this stuff, thinking, oh my gosh, I am having a baby, which I've always wanted. I am married to my absolute best friend, the the person who I like is so perfectly matched to me. And, and all of this stuff in here, I got from like using my voice in my closet. <laughs> I bought this, like I bought this chair that I'm sitting on from like just talking to myself. (laughs) And I just, and it's like pregnancy hormones too, but I just like started sobbing because I was so, I felt so proud and I felt so grateful and I felt so accomplished in that moment that like I, I can provide for my family from my own hard work. Yeah. And that's, that is a great feeling. And that was not true like three years ago. You know, I could have not, I wasn't there yet, Mm -hmm. but just persistence, man, you just got to keep going. That's, and you know, whoever's listening to this, if you listen to Karen, you're gonna, you know, anything is possible. You could sit in your closet and make money. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You can. So let's, talk about money. So that's, let's talk about money. (laughs) Money is one of the biggest hurdles, right? When you're trying to achieve that offbeat lifestyle that most people really need in order to actually keep that life. How do you earn your money? Through voice acting, um, typically what happens is you have a set fee for a job and they tell you in the audition posting, what that fee is. So they'll say like, this is a local radio commercial. Um, it's a 15 second spot, $600 buyout Mm -hmm. total for like forever. So then you just record the 15 second spot and you get $600 Okay. and then it goes out into the world and you have no control over it. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you get residuals from things, which is not as common now as it used to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, people pay me through check or PayPal or wire transfer or however they want to pay me. Now, back in the time when I wasn't making as much money as a voice actor 
and it was hard to make ends meet, I was also occasionally babysitting Mm -hmm. and teaching music lessons and um, teaching voice acting classes. Mm -hmm. Now I don't need to do any of that anymore. I sometimes do just for fun, like Mm -hmm. just to get out of my closet. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, and I, and I actually love teaching voice acting. Yeah. I love it. And, and now I make demos for people too. And my, because now I am very, I'm a very proficient audio engineer. Mm -hmm. I can do things for people that I used to not be able to do because I didn't have as much experience. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give someone who's struggling to find themselves or know what they really want to do, but they're just afraid to take that next step? Just do it. If it's something that you love and you want to do it, do it, but do it with your whole heart. Do it with your whole, I don't know, make it your priority. Yeah. Just don't be, don't be afraid. What do you, what do you have to be afraid of? That's the thing. Okay. You can be afraid of failure. You can be afraid of not having enough money. Um, but money, there have been times when I had like $40 in my checking account and I needed $40 to eat that week. And so I would go to Trader Joe's and like get a bunch of frozen food and, <laughs> and, and eat on $40 and like hope that I could babysit the next day to get another $60. Yeah. Um, but there's always a way to work it out. Um, and if you are, if you are committed to working it out, you'll find a way. And hopefully you are gentle with yourself, but also firm with yourself in a way. Like, don't get too hard on yourself if you fail a little bit in the beginning, because everybody fails in the beginning. The important thing is just to get back on the horse and just keep going. Yeah. So what are you working on today that's really exciting you right now? (sighs) I'm growing a human. (laughs) That's really exciting. (laughs) That's exciting to me. That's your superpower. (laughs) That's my superpower. Um, yeah, I don't know. Actually I'm, so I'm teaching, I'm teaching, I've always taught, um, like a a level one, like getting started in a home studio recording this weekend. I'm teaching a level two class for people who are already voice actors who um, need help with audio engineering and really kind of, you know, maximizing their online profiles and, and making them as marketable as they can be. And I'm very excited about that. I've been preparing for that for a few weeks now and it's going to be really fun and cool. So if our listeners want to know more uh, about what you do, um, where can they find you? Website, social media, email, et cetera. Yeah, I have two websites. One is my personal professional website, which is uh, karngilfrey.com, C-A-R-N dot G-I-L-F-R-Y. No, not dot. That's my email. <laughs> C-A-R-I-N-G-I-L-F-R-Y. Dot com. Mm-hmm. And then the other website is for my, is for my home studio. And that is guiltfreestudios.com. Thank you so much, Karen, for, for talking with me and for sharing all of these really incredible information, uh, with everyone. And I hope they can get a lot from this, which I definitely did. Thank you, you so are much. You're very welcome. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> 
I hope you enjoyed this episode with Karin. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com for killer resources and so much more. Love a good audiobook as much as I do? Of course you do. <laughs> You're in luck. I'm giving away a free audiobook and a 30-day trial to audible.com. Visit offbeatbook.com to get your free gift. Again, that's offbeatbook.com. Mm-hmm.